a cool story though was my grandpa actually called my mom and it was my mom's dad and he said hey he was like i want you to know that your boy <laughs> is not the first and is not the last in our family and you have a good kid hmm. you have a good kid so you better love your kid up and that moment when i first heard that like i mean this was probably one of the first times that i could talk about it without just like sobbing because yeah. my grandpa was one of my favorite men in my life like he was just so old school but cool and i was said i was an alien What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. What is up, you guys? Thank you for coming back to another episode of Confessions from the Closet. I am excited about today. I have my good friend here with me, Victoria, uh, who's also my hairstylist. <laughs> um, so here is Victoria. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, thanks How for coming. How exciting. I've been thinking about this all week long, and I've just been so excited, you know, to just sit on the green sofa. <laughs> Yeah. I'm excited to have you here. I'm such a podcast listener. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's part of my just daily routine. Like while I'm getting all glammed up, I normally throw on something like positive and motivational. And so like to actually be a part of that. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. fun. I'm excited to have you. And you've been killing it. I've been loving all your, I mean, you just have been, there's so many things that I guess I never thought about. Mm-hmm you know, coming from the closet. Yeah. You know? And I think we were talking about, you know, being um like my family. I never thought about my family having to come out of the closet, you yeah. know, or having to like say, hey, like I have a person in my family who's part of the LGBT mm-hmm. community. Yeah. It's it's I don't know that we all all think about that at the time. I don't think I thought about it as much when it was happening as I did as I watched my mom lose friends. And after I after I heard like the podcast with you and your mom and then yours and my, I mean, just all of them. And I just thought, man, I need to ask my mom. I need to ask my mom. But I forgot to ask her. So yeah, I'll have to ask what her. her experience was like. I know like her best friend who recently passed, you know, rest in peace, Sandra. Um, you know, she um, that was one of their. Like, she just loved her even more. Like, that mm-hmm. my mom just accepted me. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, thought my mom was so cool, you know, because like she didn't like shun me. And they yeah. kind of went through this because I was like in my early 20s. So um, they just kind of had this like journey together. My. Yeah. Coming out. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome that she had a friend to go through it with her. Um, So. The question I like to ask first is to, if you'll tell me a little bit about how you came to know Jesus and you're just how it became a relationship and the Holy Spirit and all that, whatever you want to share. Um, I've always been a praying person. Um, I feel like that is what has kept me from, you know, like the depths of hell, you mm-hmm. know, um, not to sidetrack, but I feel, and I recently heard like, I think it was pastor T.D. Jake saying something like, 
when you're an outcast or you feel like you're a minority, mm-hmm. um, the reason you end up hanging with the wrong crowd is because they accept you. Yeah. These people accepted you. So in my early 20s, you know, I was, um, I wouldn't say I was hanging out with the wrong crowd, but it definitely probably, um, you know, we were the outcasts. Yeah. Because, but because they accepted me and they, you know, they liked me for me. And I thought that was super cool to have like people who love me. And, um, but I've always been a praying person. And so those people that I were hanging out in the beginning, you know, we have completely different lives now, mm-hmm. you know, and I always, um, I was raised in the church. My mom is, um, Catholic. She raised me Catholic. Um, in high school, I had girlfriends who like took me to like the Baptist church and we'd go to like WT campus and Canyon. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, we were always doing some fun, like washing each other's feet. And, you know, yeah. there was always, God has always been present in my life. And, um, and so looking back, thinking like why people take different paths. I mean, it doesn't matter like if you're hetero or homo or trans, you yeah. know, we just, everybody takes different lives, of course, when they're younger as to growing up. Right. Yeah. But, um, I just, I mean, God has always been present in my life. And then, um, it was about five years ago. I was just like in a funk, like in a depression, um, Mm -hmm. the job that I wanted. um, The lady had told me that my personality wasn't a good fit. And I just thought. (laughs) That's so weird to me. I thought like, you know, if she were to say like your technique sucks or, you know, all these things and you could work on that. Yeah. Like come back. But she said my personality. And that was the only place I thought I wanted to work at in town. And so I was just kind of in a depression and I was going through a breakup and I called Madi up and it just happened to be a Wednesday night. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Madi, like, oh my God. And it's funny because, I mean, Madi's one of my oldest friends and she was mm-hmm. like, get dressed. I'm coming to pick you up. And I was like, where are we going? This. She's like, we're going to church. And I went to more. Yeah. And that was the very first time I had ever had an experience where someone interceded. So I'm praying and I'm in desperation and I'm crying and I'm nervous. It's my first time at a church and, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And she's like, you're going to be fine. Trust me. <laughs> and so I walk into church thinking like, Lord, like, you yeah. know, like scary. It was scary. so scary. And so I was just like, oh my God. So going to church, um, praying and I'm like, God, you know, please just pray for my family and, Jennifer Martin is on the microphone. She's like, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I just pray that you, you know, you take our family members and you, you know, wrap them in your hands, Lord. And I was like, (laughs) and then I'm like, God, like, you know, um, you know, please free me from whatever I was going through at the moment, the depression. Yes, Lord. I just ask that you break the chains of depression. And I'm like looking around and I, my whole body just starts to shake and my feet are just planted on the ground. I cannot move. And I'm just like in a full sob. And every thought that I'm thinking, Jennifer Martin is saying out of her mouth and just to hear and feel the Holy Spirit. And I mean, so from the moment I walked into more, that has just been like life changing, Mm -hmm. you know, experience for me. And, and the relationships that you develop, you know, just, 
you were talking about on one of your podcasts about how it was to have couples mm-hmm. to look at other couples and yeah. like, oh, this is like, this is healthy. Yeah, this is good because you don't have that. I mean, well, not especially in our community. In our community there's yeah. not that. <laughs> not we many. hope to be that. Yeah, but. I mean, back in the day, it was always like girls take care of their girls, girls take care of their girls, but. I mean, I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, like I, you know, do several members of the LGBTQ community and um, you and Maddie and one other client of mine have healthy relationships with children and normal lives and work and, you know, school and all that and vacation. And then the rest of them, they're like, oh, yeah, like black eyes and That's you know, it's like, I mean, they're just like falling into because God's not present. I feel like. Yeah. This is that love is what me and Maddie always talk about. It's like knowing you're worthy of love and only accepting that. Nothing less. And some people, even in our childhood, doesn't matter, gay, straight, whatever, don't get that at right. home as their children. And it, it does transfer over into our adulthood easily. I was talking to... Um, one of my family members, just last night, she was talking about how she wanted her um, baby daddy back. And it was just a really dysfunctional, just, what's the word they use? Toxic. Mm-hmm. Real toxic relationship. Yeah. And I said, you have to really step back mm-hmm. and figure out what does a family look like to you. Yeah. And then make those steps to make that happen Mm -hmm. because if you're just wanting a man in the picture then you're doing it for the wrong reasons and and i get it like you want a family and you want him because he's your baby's dad but you have to just having him is not a family yeah unless he changes which right isn't always the case that's good that's good i like that um So when you were growing up and you knew you were different and you loved God, how did that play a role in your accepting yourself or coming out? Um, You know, I, my life, I've always aligned myself Mm -hmm. with exactly with what I wanted. And so um, I'm only speaking for myself yeah. during this whole podcast, you know, like these are just my experiences and, um, you know, like I, my dad is the third oldest of 17 kids on. And so she had 17 kids. Yeah. My 95 year old grandma's upstairs. Wow. This. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's amazing. And, you know, and so these men are, um, your classic latin men you know they're machismo they're confident Mm -hmm. and i guess i didn't know any different because my dad always i mean he just took me around he just you know i was just his kid and it wasn't talked about yeah everybody knew i was different but it was never a discussion Mm -hmm. because my dad was so confident and he loved me and he still loves me and Mm -hmm. um to this day he sees me and i could be feeling like i look ratchet girl and he's like Oh, your hair looks beautiful. Or I like your dress, you know? And I knew I made it when, and this was years ago, my dad said that he, uh, so I'm the third youngest, three boys, three girls. 
And my dad was like, yeah, and I've lost a brother. So mm-hmm. I only have one living brother. And he says, I only have one son. And when he just totally like went there and, yeah, you know, and just added me in with the rest of the girls, you know, he acknowledged because, that. you know, there's people in my family who still have a hard time, like calling me like Victoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because. Well, it was not the name my mom gave me yeah. as I was born, you know, so. Yeah. And, but when my dad was just like, hey, like, like this is my daughter. And I was like, oh my God. So, yeah. you know, like, I, I just feel like I didn't really ever know a difference. Like, I always knew about God. I always was, I remember asking like, what does that mean that, you know, like, on in one of the Catholic crosses, there's like I R. I don't even know the letters now, but anyway, mm-hmm. it's like uh, over Jesus's head. I was always curious, like mm-hmm. why he was, you know, like I always was just so inquisitive yeah. about God and Jesus and why does he, why is he on the cross, Mom? Like who's Pontius Pilate? Like da, 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 especially around this time of Easter and yeah, and um, so I just feel like I was always curious about God and. My mom was, you know, never told me, like, I remember kind of in the beginning, like, her God was the, you better not do that or you're, you know, Mm -hmm. God's watching you. He doesn't like what you're doing. You're going to go to hell. You know, my mom never told me that. Yeah. You know, but that was kind of the God, you know, it was that, what did they call it? The first Testament God or something like the one that's always like... God of punishment, yeah, angry God is what I call him. It wasn't you're going to hell. God's going to punish you. Yeah. God's going to punish you. Yeah. And just to like realize that I think we all, you know, create our own image of God, mm-hmm. you know, which gives us the right to condemn, yeah. to tell you that I'm better than you, mm-hmm. um, the God to say, oh, he's loving. Welcome. Yeah. Come with me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've been really blessed my whole entire life. And that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. It didn't, did, it didn't keep you from coming out at all to your mom or your dad? Well, I was like, fe- were you fearful? Like for me, so Maddie and my stories are totally different, but for me, because of how I was raised, I was so terrified if I acted on being gay at all, like I was going to hell right away for the longest time. So faith was like a huge thing. It was like I literally believed if I was gay, then I would not be able to have faith like until I came to terms with everything. And Maddie's is a little different than mine. So I'm just curious because. Yeah, mine, they had nothing. I mean, I didn't really give anybody the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, my mom um, and I, I was a typical loud mouth teenager. (laughs) all this attitude yeah and the reason you know but it was faith it was it was never an issue thank god that's good yeah that's really good like i always knew i was loved and blessed that's good i think that probably has a lot to do with your just praying and hearing and knowing you're very we've always known this since the first day we hung out in your garage yeah that you are all about energy and vibration and frequency. And I think that probably is a big part of it. 
Yeah, I think just that. wanting the best for yourself. And knowing that it's available. Yeah. That's you good. Know. It's rare. Um, so one thing Mari said to talk to you about was what was the time that you were bullied? She said you have some so, I mean, and this is if you want to talk about it, but she said that you had some stories and um you know, like I, I I mean I can't think of anything right off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. it's probably because I kind of live in the you know, like in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel That's like good. the past is not, you know, like I've survived and I mean there was I just remember like being a little boy in like the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um now when I say I was a little boy, I had short hair, but mm-hmm. I thought I was Cher Horowitz from Clueless. Seriously, I actually have a way normal life for a teenage girl. <laughs> so I would wear these like oversized long button-up shirts with these tiny little vests. Oh, and I gosh. wanted my little feather pin, you know. And so I was going to be as feminine as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just remember like the boys like, and the worst part was I had to take athletics. Oh gosh, you know. So here I am, and then it was uncomfortable for everybody in the locker room mm-hmm. um but i just always like my walk my walk was always like some uh, why do you walk like that why do you shake your ass mm. whoops you're good <laughs> you <laughs> why do you shake your you know butt when you walk and you know da, 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 da. and later on in my life it would have been you know it became beneficial and, yeah you know like people because i'm so tall they're like oh do you do uh basketball and I always tease and like I was more into runways you know (laughs) (laughs) I love it have you seen Palmer yeah with Justin Timberlake there's a little boy in there and he is adorable you'll fall in love with him but he dresses he like wanted the princess costume and all this stuff and all the boys were so mean to him but he just was himself and I was like man I want to be that free so I was always insecure Mm -hmm. um I've always been really shy I've always um, so I was always downing myself. Like mm-hmm. my friends used to call me Dory because I thought it was cute to be pretty and dumb, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. growing up because I, it was like, you know, like, oh, I just kind of wanted to like throw my shoulders, my mm-hmm. head in between my shoulders, you know, and in that, especially in like the seventh grade. Yeah. To like, even after high school, like I was, I was just, so I didn't really have a voice. Yeah. You know, like I didn't really, I wasn't really bullied and I wasn't really picked on that I could think of. Um, But I just remember like wanting to be invisible. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I just wanted to not be seen because it was so awkward. Mm -hmm. Like walking down the halls were awkward. Yeah. You know, by the time I graduated high school, my hair was long and curly, you know, so we all transitioned together, I feel like. But um, it was still just, you know, it was like, oh, you know, people were just always like, I guess they would say some names, you know, and I was just like, oh, I just wanted to hide. You yeah. Know? Like, high school so awkward anyways. Yeah. There's a book. Middle it's called school. Popular. Mm-hmm. And it's like this whole made up. um What's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, like it's a made up um, thing that we do in high school, a social 
ladder, ladder yeah. thing. What'd you say? Ladder. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that we make up in high school that doesn't even exist in the rest of the world. Yeah. You know? Nobody cares. No, and it really is true. But in high school, like, and so the book was pretty cool. It was pretty powerful. But um, anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we kind of talked about this with that lady in your personality, but have you faced discrimination like with jobs or homes or anything? For sure. I, um, moved from Amarillo to San Antonio in 2007, right? Because, um, it just, the work in, in that time, Amarillo has really evolved in such a good way. Um, but at that time I thought I was, you know, cute, you know, and I just like, oh yeah, you know, like I'd go into Dillard's and try to go get a job and as a makeup artist and it didn't work. And, um, and so when I moved back, here I am working at a barbershop with a humongous clientele, you know, and I just feel like that's God. Yeah. That is God, you know, um. And it just, it works, you know, but like, we don't really, like me and my clients, we don't talk about like me for sure. Yeah. Ever. It's all about them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and when I really, I live by this motto that in a dance, someone always has to lead, Mm -hmm. you know, so if you're getting your hair cut. for the most part, I would like to be in a headspace where I'm leading the dance and, you know, I'm you're there to, for a service and that's really all it's about. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. You really have gotten a huge clientele. I think even in the last year since everything got weird. Yeah. I mean, after COVID I was like, boom. I was like, what? Yeah. Like how'd this happen? Like, it's you know, crazy. Like, it's been, I've been so blessed. Yeah. I've, I've loved hearing more and more people from church are going to you. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's super cool. Um, Okay, this is like a one that I thought. And what is something that people ask you that they wish they that you wish they wouldn't? Is there something? Um, probably. I have a. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna sound so dumb, but like in two thousand and seven, yeah, I won Miss Gay Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Which, so if you don't know what Miss Gay Amarillo is, it's a pageant and it's a legit um pageantry system yeah and so it starts local so it's a pageant system so normally like bigger cities amarillo el paso austin dallas um maybe even midland odessa they all have like a pageant system Mm -hmm. and so you compete at the local gay bar against drag queens Mm -hmm. for you know this title which is ours was miss gay amarillo yeah. And then if you win that one, then you go on to Miss Texas, oh. which is held like either in Houston or sometimes in San Antonio. Yeah. And so if you don't know anything about drag or about like the pageantry system. Mm-hmm. So if you think like winning a woman winning, a natural born woman winning like a pageantry system, mm-hmm. this is like on steroids. You know, so you're really competing against the best of the best. Yeah. Of, you know, um, there's transgender, there's drag queens. And, you know, and so you're, it's not only a beauty pageant, you know, you have interview, you have um, some, some competitions have swimsuit, you know, so it's a real thing. But when I mentioned that, um, so I have my tiara in my living room. Yeah. 
And somebody asked me, what is that? And I don't know. It doesn't bring me shame. Yeah. But I guess I just don't like talking about, like, my gender identity. Yeah. And so even yesterday, one of my clients was just like, and he wouldn't stop. And he's like, he's like, what? It's from your quinceanera? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, that's it. That's how'd you know? <laughs> so, but no, that's dumb. That's dumb. Um, because I'm tall. You know, my questions are, are stupid. So like, tall. How tall are you? Do you play basketball? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really. I don't really allow other people to like make or break my day. You know, no. it's very rare. If, if I allow you to change the course of my day it's because i love you Mm -hmm. you know like i don't really like a stranger i feel like you laugh it off yeah it's like like, okay or pray for him i'm just like you know like yeah yeah bless their heart (laughs) i love that about (laughs) you you're so cute um I mean, I don't know. The other thing I I wanted to talk about you, I mean, you have some stuff that you'd like to talk about, but something that I love is that you got to be baptized at more. Just you. No, there was no shame or anything. It was just like you were just you. And like you said, you were just fully accepted there. Was that something you ever thought would happen? I never thought about it. Yeah. You know, I was raised Catholics. So yeah. I was baptized when I was right. that makes sense. Um, a kid, like young, young, you know, like, um, I have godparents and yeah. I did my first communion and second communion and I forget what happens after that. Like, oh, but I mean, I've done, like I went through all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Which is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, it was years and years in Sunday school and you have to, you have to take a test kind of thing. Like, and your parents have to be involved. And so it's like this whole, you know, family um, and it was, it was, that was a cool time, you mm-hmm. know, like I thought I wanted to be a preacher. Really? Growing up. They're like, what do you want? And I was like, because we lived catty corner across from the Catholic church mm-hmm. and our neighbor who lived two houses over mm-hmm. was the preacher. Oh yeah. So we were friends with the preacher and I just thought he was like, so cool. I kind of like his handsome but we could edit that out <laughs> that's <laughs> it okay wasn't a bad deal but you know i was young i mean and i just thought he was the nice and i thought man i want to be like this guy like yeah. this like, grade a guy like i want to be like him mm-hmm. you know and he got to wear a dress <laughs> i was like what no i get it <laughs> you know the preachers funny. they wear that gown yeah and they that's have like the beautiful robes and yeah. i just thought man he has the best job that's the prettiest so cool. dresses. i like that <laughs> Never thought about it like that. But you're right. And That's so, good. yeah. So, being baptized at more was just kind of like I heard the Lord, and it was just like I was ready. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I was ready just to kind of. I've been through a couple of bad breakups, you know, and I, for whatever reason, I always kind of at that time was allowing that to be part of my identity you know, mm-hmm. because I just want to be normal. Yeah. You know, like I just want to have a normal boyfriend or a husband and, you know, garden and like, here's some carrot cake that I baked with the carrots I grew from my garden, you yeah. know, like just a normal life. Mm-hmm. And 
I felt like being baptized was like a way just to, and I think Lyndall's, um, whatever you call his word. it. Yeah. His word was that like, she's going to go into the water and come out clean. And, and, um, and at first I was kind of offended. Like, I keep it so dirty. Oh. <laughs> but as time has gone on, I see exactly um, what he said has come true. You know, like, yeah. I feel, um, yeah, I've had several battles um, that I've struggled with, but I don't feel like they define me. And I feel like I am leading and living a pretty normal life. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, and um, life is good. And I feel like it all started with just that. And on Easter, it was on Easter Sunday. Was it? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. It was pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Whoops. <laughs> I couldn't so. fix it. That's, I was excited to watch you get baptized. It like meant a lot to me to be like. You, everyone knew who you were and not, it's not even a topic. Right. I think even for us being there, like it's not really a topic. I mean, kind of is more cause I'm on the worship team for me. Um, a lot of people, I don't know. Some people had a problem with it at one point. I don't know if they still do, but who cares? Um, is but it, we've just always been loved and accepted as ourselves. I feel like it's just normal. Like, yeah. I don't, at first I remember like there was a couple of times that, you know, um, Pastor Daryl would be like, you know, advocating for the LGBTQ community and saying like, just because we're trans or da, 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 or because we're this, we deserve to be all inclusive, accepted, like God loves everyone. And I would kind of want to like slump down in my chair, like, please don't, like, I hope you're not looking at me. Really? You know, yeah. but that was so long ago. Yeah. You know, like, and now it's like, yeah, it's just normal. You know, like we're, accepted and I feel happy like I don't think about it like most of the time I go to church alone um I've invited several people and you know you know I take people with me you know like but you know to walk into a place that maybe at one point in time um I had left the church Mm mm-hmm like when I left like being Catholic and then I was still trying to find like a a way and, you know, and so after trying everything, you know, and then Madi was like, come to church and having a, a place that I felt safe and accepted, but not like, I mean, it was just like, come, like, just come to church. Like, it's just like normal. Like they don't even it's not, I mean, yeah. it's, nobody looks at me any different. And I feel like that's how it should be. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, you know, like there's, you know, yeah. like, there's oh, we need to pray for them. Yeah. Or, did you see? Like, no, it's, it's just, not, it's never no. been. It's just like, we go to church and that's it. It's, it's just, safe. No, yeah. Normal. It's what it should be. Yeah. Home. Love it. I love it. Yeah. You do. It's a really good place. But let me ask you this. Okay. Because I've always heard of this pretty girl pass. Do you think your life would be as accepting as it's been for both of us? I feel like, I mean, mm-hmm. even though we've had like our, everybody has that struggle in the beginning. Yeah. But long term, if you were not so attractive. <laughs> um, 
Uh, no, I don't think it would be as easy. But like I think, because this is where I get tripped up, and Daryl has, I've told this to Daryl before um, in one of our meetings, is that when people stare at me at the gas station or in the store, I think it's because they're like, oh, that lesbian. And Daryl's like, they're looking at you because you're pretty. And I'm like, yeah. I don't see it that way. I just think, oh, they, they know I'm gay and they're judging me. Like that's how I've always seen it. <laughs> Even though I know I'm pretty, my mom told me enough times. Yeah. I'm not yeah. blind. Right. Um, but that's what I always think it is when people are staring at me. They're judging me because they figured out I'm a lesbian. And Daryl's like, they're looking at you because you're pretty. Well, I'm like, oh, I never thought about it like that. <laughs> it's a real thing. Like a pretty girl pass. And it makes sense. Yeah. When Caitlyn Jenner had just came out mm-hmm. and she had a reality show. I watched a couple of episodes. I watched a couple. And there was one thing that I took away from that. And it was. That there was not everybody who is, not everybody's pretty. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what you believe in, what you, gay, straight, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's a, like a double, like, double negative. Yeah. Double, like. Not only oh. is she gay, but she's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not only is she trans, but she looks like, she still looks like a, like a man. Yeah. You know, and that's like real. And so just because, you know, like my shoulders are broad or my feet are big or my hands are big or whatever, you know, that doesn't mean that I don't feel the same way as the person and, or just because her, she, you know, like, hasn't had the privilege to have as much work done mm-hmm. or, you know, she is bald headed, yeah. you know, yeah, and has to wear wigs, but she identifies with a woman. Yeah. You know, and she's treated differently. Yeah. Because they might not look as feminine or as masculine if you're um, male trans yeah, or you don't get to have the hormones or whatever that help you yeah. look more masculine or feminine. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a – I know it's a real thing. It's very And real. I know Mari and I – one, I think a lot of it has to do with our spirit and our heart, and we've been really blessed here. I didn't yeah. expect to be so favored when I moved back to Amarillo because I came from Houston when I came out. Um, I do think – one, we do have a welcoming spirit and personalities, but I think it, it doesn't hurt that we're both pretty. We're both femme. Yeah. Um, I have a short haircut, but I'm not – masculine at all yeah. and i don't even think being a carpenter is masculine i think my dad's a carpenter and i just it comes naturally yeah. like i just know how to fix things um <laughs> but that doesn't make me masculine right. uh so yeah i mean i think we're probably treated different than like a other lesbian couple and i don't know because it's not my experience but i i could see that being um like maybe more butchy lesbians are treated differently because, I don't know, they're different. Right. And people don't understand and they're afraid of what, they're afraid, what's yeah. different and what they don't know. And that's where I think at more something Pastor Daryl said in the beginning was, if you don't understand someone, invite them over for dinner and sit down and have a meal with them and get to know them. That's great. And that was something so he smart. invited us yeah. to. We've had dinner at their house before and it was just so sweet to just like break bread and have wine and just get to talk deeper than you do for five minutes after church, you know? Um, And I think that's an important thing, even with anybody that you don't understand that you have an opportunity to invite them over and make them a meal and just get to know them on a different level. Have you ever 
like had the experience where because you like women, like people like are like other women are afraid to be like in your presence or they're like uncomfortable? Um, I don't think I have. I think because I'm such a, I want to say normal because what's normal, but I was more fearful when I told my friends in college that they would think that I was just like attracted to all of them and like question every moment we had with each other, but we've never had that conversation. It just um, never happened. Uh, I do have a friend, I won't say her name, but she at one point kind of like discussed it and it was just, uh, it was just silly. It was like that her husband wasn't worried or something. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, like it was just a silly thing. Um, because I, I bet it crosses people's minds, but nobody's ever really said anything to me. I mean, I've had like, I mean, I would like to think that um, I have great taste. Like I've dated the most beautiful men in this country. Mm-hmm. Okay. But some of the not so beautiful men being like, ooh, like like making like little comments here and there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, fool, just because I like men. I mean, I like all men. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, like that doesn't mean like you have to be like uncomfortable because, you yeah. know, like. I have standards. And, right. You know, but I think I'm, that could be, that could be even like straight men, period. Well, maybe it's, Dar- I don't think it's as common with women. I think me and Daryl talked about this thing being like, being trans, mm-hmm. it's, oh God, it's not um, a sexual thing. Mm-mm. Like, I'm transgendered. Because I identify with being a woman. Like, I'm just trying to make the outside mm-hmm. match the inside. Yeah. My heart feels feminine, you know. I have, I accept my masculine and feminine traits. Yeah. You know, um, there are some beautiful trans women that you would never even know mm-hmm. were trans, you know. And then there's, you know, your other trans that, you know. And I mean, and I feel like some of my clients may know, some of them don't know. Um, but it's just, what were we talking about? That being trans isn't like a sexual thing. Oh, yeah. It's just gender. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's you just, identify. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm just normal. Well, it's the same thing as being gay. I've talked to him about the same thing, too. Is like when I came out, some people thought, Oh, you're a pervert, you're a pedophile, you're a fornicator, you're all these things. And I'm like, uh, actually, if you talk to my wife, I'm a little prude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like me and Jen said, like, I spend more time folding chonies and washing dishes. Yeah. Like, that's my life. I'm a normal person. Mm-hmm. This is the majority of my life. Why does my being gay have to be about what I do in my room at night? I don't think about that for any of my straight friends. I'm like, I don't. You, yeah. Why do you have to think about that? Because I don't know, maybe because of the porn industry. I don't know. But I don't think about other people, what they do when they go home with their spouse or their boyfriend or whatever. I don't, that's not, no, I'm trying to think about what bills do. What do I need to get at the grocery store? <laughs> When's the kids things? Like, right. do we have clean chonies? That's what goes through my mind. And people have made it probably because of Hollywood yeah. and what images we've been given They've made it this thing that it's not. Well, you know, I will tell you that I have some friends um, who lead completely different lifestyles. Yeah. 
I mean, they, um, you know, are out at night. They, you know, you know, just their, their, their lives are completely different. Mm -hmm. And so I could see how a few, you know, but here's why I think I decided to join you and talk about this discussion because I don't normally come out and talk about being transgender, but for this reason right here, that if you are a prostitute and you're trans or if you're a drug addict and you're trans or you're a sex addict and you're trans or, you know, any of these, you fall into these stereotypes Mm -hmm. or you're a porn star and you're trans. Yeah. God still loves you. Yeah. And you don't have to have like my life where, you know, I feel like I'm pretty normal. I work and I, you know, take care of some family members and, you know, but God still loves you and you can have a church home. Mm -hmm. You can have it all. You can have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You can be baptized. You can be forgiven. Yeah. You know, like this doesn't have to be the life that you're living. And I'm not, Yeah, I don't feel like, I don't want people to feel like I'm throwing Bibles, you know? No, you're not. You're just Like letting you know, like, hey, like, there, you know, there's more to life than whatever you're doing. And, um, and if anybody has ever told you that you cannot have God in your life and you can't have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. that's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah. That's a lie. And, 100%. And even if, you know, I mean, you, I mean, anybody, my girlfriend came over this morning, matter of fact, and she said, Victoria, I'm really proud of you. Um, God wanted me to tell you, keep up the amazing job. Um, and I thought it was really powerful because I don't think she meant it in any sort of way other than she tells me God loves you. And his whole purpose is to love. She goes, and whatever happens on judgment day is between you and him. Mm -hmm. But right now you are loved. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of deep, Yeah, you know, and like, because, you know, so many people are like, oh, you are going to hell or oh, da, 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 da. It's just crazy to me. And I just feel like what I'm going to be judged for on Judgment Day is not my gender. No. <laughs> yeah, I said it on the episode that will release um, this week, today. I said, you know, I'm tired of people talking about LGBTQ and being like, you know, we're all sinners. And it's like, stop using that word when you're talking to us because our whole lives, most of us have literally, that's the only thing we've known about ourselves is that that one thing that we couldn't change or choose made us a sinner. Like we were just born that way. So stop using that word and just use love. Cause I'm like, yeah, I sin. I cuss at my children. I lose my temper. I envy that for that. I'm a sinner, but me being gay is not a sin. Um, my loving my wife is not a sin. No. Um, and it's not sending me to hell. And so I like, it's just like, I'm tired of people saying, Oh, well, we're all sinners. When they come up to someone who's gay, like, why do you have to include that? Because yeah, like you said, that's not what I'm going to be judged for on my final day with God is. I had a client and he's been a client of mine for a long time. And, and we got really, um, Candid because I was really nervous about sitting on the green sofa. <laughs> and um, so, uh, and he has uh, asked me some questions. He knows I'm yeah. trans and yeah. talked about some things in the past. And so, when I told him that we were doing this 
podcast and he was like, well, and he asked me something really, really inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, when did you know that you liked? And he said the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'll say men, because what he said was really derogatory and yeah. inappropriate. Now, he felt like he could talk, we could have this conversation because we have been candid. Like yeah. He thought that he was being he was being serious, yeah. and he, but he thought he was being funny. And I was like, just because like I'm trans, it's not like a sex thing. Like, and he just, he couldn't wrap his mind around yeah. that. Like he kept on, and kept on going back to like, when did you like men though? Like it, when did you notice you like men? And I was like, you know, and he just couldn't get that. And I just kind of like prayed for him like afterwards, you know what I mean? Because... Mm-hmm. Like not being educated, mm-hmm. but feeling like you have like the right to ask that, <laughs> or you could just go around like talking to people however you like, yeah. but you have no education. Well, and that's like nobody's ever asked me that question in that way. You know uh, what me I mean? Either. And I would be like, "Are you like what? Like you better be glad of like you might end up in a bald spot." Yeah, I was like, right. <laughs> For real, I would be like, and don't come back. That would be me, though. I told Monty I could never have a real job. The stuff she deals with, I'm like, I would have been in jail. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. But, yeah, I've thankfully never been asked anything like that. That's crazy. What do you know for sure about our place or your place in the universe? Our place... As in the community, the whole community at large, like or place. my place, like you, like what like I'm called to do. Yeah, like what what is like what do you think your place is? Like at first yours, and then like our place, like ours, like as humanity. Yeah. Well, when I came out nine years ago, and I was wrestling with God, and like you made me this way, you haven't taken it away. So what are we gonna do? He told me, um, I made you this way on purpose. I gave you the family you have. I gave you the faith you have, the upbringing you have, so that you could go and be a voice and a bridge between the LGBTQ community and the church. And I've believed that for nine years. And yesterday I felt, and through this podcast, but yesterday was the first time I felt like him saying, this is your moment because I had to discuss something. (laughs) Yeah. And that's embarrassing to say, kind of like, I'm like, I mean, that's pretty intense. That's an intense statement, but like, that is the one thing in my life that I'm sure of is that like he made me this way for a specific purpose and yeah. it's to bridge that gap that has been broken for so long. I love that. Yeah. So. And what about just humanity? In like, humanity? Like just humanity. Like why do you think we were put here? Like why do you think we're like, where did we come from? Why are we here? Gay people? Like LGBT like just or just humans? Um, because I, I, I don't feel like we were put here to be at war with each other. No, we weren't. You know, like we're, I feel like we are, um, like this originally was supposed to be like, I feel like heaven, you know? Like, well, they say you, heaven on earth, like yeah. you can bring the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is near, meaning that you have complete access to everything that is in the heavenly realms here on earth. Whether you take hold of it and grab that authority that he's given us through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus dying Sunday. Um, <laughs> That's your choice. Just like salvation is your choice. It's a free gift. Yeah. Whether you choose to accept it or not is up to you. He gives you free will. So I think 
yeah, we were absolutely, we were put here to reign and to rule and to change the world because there are demonic forces um, in the world. You know, it says your battle's not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of hell, basically. Yeah. And um, we're in such a, we're in such a crazy time right now, I think, with how social media is and how bold people are on social media, but not to each other's faces. I never say anything on social media that I will not say to your face. Right. I will say it to your face and I'll tell you on social media. Like if you want to come talk to me face to face, I don't have a problem. No, you've always been good at that though. Because you've I mean, well, I got in trouble all my whole childhood because I was that way with my dad. I mean, I always got in trouble because I just, this is what I feel and this is what I believe. And if I move on and I feel like crap, I will come apologize to you. Even if I was right, I'll say, I'm sorry if I hurt you. Um, Cause that's never my intention. Right. But I think as far as humanity, I mean, I think we have such an amazing opportunity because we do live in a fallen world. Like right now, especially for the church, that bridge that I was talking about, this is a moment with everything that's happened with Lil Nas X this week and he's gay and he put out his Satan shoes. Like this is a moment where the church can step up and be like, look, we've messed up for years. We realized that we caused this damage to you because we shunned you and we pushed you away and told you God didn't love you unless you were what we say you need to be, which is a lie. Um, and that's what the devil wanted. We have a moment where we can love and embrace not only him, but I think 90% of the community probably feels the same way he does and has a lot of anger. Even me, I have some of that anger still yeah. because of the pain I carried as a child. It's that wounded inner child that we all carry. So I think, I mean, humanity, God's just, he's given us the choice to choose, like, are we going to be loving? Or are we going to be judgmental? Because they see or believe differently than me. I feel like what you were saying about, like, the demonic forces, like, so many times I feel like the battle's within myself. Yeah. Is that self-talk. Yeah. That commentary that, mm -hmm. oh, you're not good enough or you're not pretty enough or you're too masculine or, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you know, and then, you know, I mean, I have affirmations like on my phone, mm -hmm. on my house, you yeah. know, and it's those constant because, and then I have somebody like, oh, you talk to yourself, you're weird. Cause like, I have to, because Every I thought everyone did. Yeah. Whether you think you do or not, like you do, you do. And I think like, I don't forget, I forget the exact number, but it's like a high number, like more than half of the commentary, self-commentary is negative. Yeah. Well, and I think. I, whenever I think about that, because I know it's true, especially for me, I know I, you know, oh, you're such a bad mom. Or, oh, you're such, like, I try to stop that and be like, no, you're not. You're one, you're human, but you're a good mom. Um, is that when it says love your neighbor as you love yourself, I think that's why we're so broken is because most of us don't love ourselves very well. Yeah. So how are we supposed to love our neighbor? Well, that's good. because we're so mean to ourselves. That's good. You know, to go back to your first question or your second question about how this all started, I remember Joel Osteen had a 30-day affirmation challenge. Yeah. And he is like, for every negative thing that you catch yourself saying, tell yourself five I am positive. Mm -hmm. You know, I am worthy. I am loving. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I am happy. You know? Yeah. And beautiful. I, I saw this thing on TikTok where this girl who was very insecure, 
for 30 days, she filmed herself every day. And every day she would tell herself something into the camera positive about herself, even if she didn't believe it. And she did it for 30 days. She's like, you're beautiful and you have sassiness or whatever, whatever she said. I don't know. I'll have to find it. Um, And then as those 30 days or 21 days went on, you saw her transform like physically. She started dressing different. She's, I think she lost weight. She looked prettier. Like she was confident and she did it on camera. And you got to see like over a month, just being kind to herself every day consistently and being held accountable by TikTok. She changed like in 30 days, she was a totally new person. And I think if we grasped the power in like he says, like, um, guard your mind yeah. from yourself, too. Because it's yeah. the enemy. He wants you to believe you're a piece of crap. Right. Like, he wanted me to believe I was going to hell and live in that bondage of hating myself for forever. And he, that's, that's the same case for straight people. Like, it just looks different. Um, but I think if we took hold of how much power we're to have over ourselves, especially, yeah. we'd see, you know, people healed in so many amazing ways. And then the world but yeah. but we I think we all have so much self-hate and doubt and well I mean you think about it when we're born you know like I didn't care if I spit up my mom's brand new shirt mm-hmm. I didn't care if she'd been up all night yeah you know because I'm like it's all about me I'm born nobody has mm-hmm. told me I couldn't yet yeah and then you're out you can't do that yeah oh, you can't no. do this only boys only boys do that only girls do that you mm-hmm. can't do that but that's wrong. That's bad. Yeah. You know, and then before you know it, there comes the insecurities. Ten years. And they old. don't mean to. I don't think like anybody's meaning to damage another human. No. I think you know, but I feel like, you know, when you're born, you're like one of the girls free. she talks about like you're in like what does she say? Like Hawaii, it's like a perfect seventy two <laughs> degrees for nine months. You yeah. know, you you know get meals all day and Warm and comforting. You come out and you're just like, oh, hey, you know, like, I want, I, you know, like, as babies, like, we don't even have any insecurities. Like, we'll play with our own poop and rub it all over you or, you know, and, and yeah. not, and still be, like, happy and laughing about it. Because like nobody's told too. you that it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Which is something we're very careful. You said, oh, that's only for boys and that's only for girls. Like, I've even when Amaya was little before we had Apollo, it was like, if boys want to paint their nails, they can. And if boys want to wear dresses, they can. And we're not going to judge them for it. We're not going to say, ooh, that's gross. I don't care what anyone tells you. In this home, we stand up for the bullied. And we do not bully people. And so now Apollo, when we're putting on makeup, like how many times he's gotten our eyeshadow palettes and he's put on makeup. (laughs) I'm like, you're so pretty. And I, like... When people are like, those are girl toys. I'm like, uh, first of all, they were his sisters and I'm not buying new ones. I don't give a crap that they're pink. They're toys to him because we don't do girls or boys. Like he took his baby doll to the dentist. and He's like, my baby has a boo-boo. He's so nurturing. And yet he's also like growling and full dinosaur roars. You know, like he has both his feminine and his masculine. And I can choose to shut one down because the world says this is how it is. But in our home, I mean, I think... Life would have been so much easier if that's how we were raised because it was like, you just do you. And my mom was very good at that. But with Apollo and even Amaya, because she's she's at that age where she could easily hide and lose her identity. Or I can like just be like, go shine. Um, But with Apollo, I'm like, oh, your baby. Like he nursed his baby the other day. 
<laughs> Amaya's like, he's giving his baby moss because he calls it yeah. moss. And he was in there like nursing his baby. And I was like, oh, you're such a good papa. Like, I'm not going to tell him that it doesn't matter. He was being nurturing and loving. Yeah. And that's well, what matters. That is so beautiful. Steve Harvey says the exact same thing. He goes, you tell the little boys not to play with baby dolls. But then they grow up. And they don't take care of their children. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not supposed to play with dolls. They're not supposed to play with babies. Yeah. You know? Or little girls not to play with lawnmowers and then. Don't play with tools and you don't know how to build anything. Yeah, and, and and how like crazy. Change a tire. You know, Things like, that we should know how to do. Right. But because it's a boy's job. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, like, psh, I'm an independent woman. Yeah. I don't need, I, me and Molly always joke. I'm like, I don't need no man unless there's a dead mouse in the house. Please come <laughs> help me. <laughs> or I'm not strong enough to fix something. We're blessed with some really strong guys in our life that help us with those things that we're like, oh. Oh, yeah, how funny. I used to say like, oh, I only need a man to throw the trash and change my oil. <laughs> That's funny. And I make Amaya throw the trash. That's her job. Yeah. And like when your brother's older, you'll be out of the house by the time he can do it. <laughs> but it's your job. You're a member in this family. I want you to be able to take care of yourself without right. a person. You can do everything by yourself. You can wash your clothes. You can change your tire. You can build you a bench. You can do it all because yeah. you're I'm raising you to be a leader and independent as much as you can That's for both beautiful. of them. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, Paulo gave his baby moss. He's so I love that. It's so cute. It's just normal. He thinks everyone has moss. <laughs> I love him. Anything else? What is God to you? What is God to me? God is God is everything good in me. That's good. He's everything good in me. That's good. He's my best friend. I mean, Jesus is my best friend, but God's everything good to me. What is he to you? All. Everything. Mm -hmm. um, my taste, my smell, like my senses, love, the birds chirping, color. That's good. Mm, yeah. You know, just this I always say the only thing perfect is the space between earth and the moon. Mm-hmm. The space between Earth and the Sun, um, you know, like the planetary system, the elements, spring, autumn, you know, mm -hmm. people like have this, you know, I've lost a sister. Bless you, sister. These are her earrings. Had to bring her with me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just that, you know, because I could have easily, and I was for a whole year, you know, just in a nasty funk, you know, but then. You know, I feel like everything's in our mind. Mm -hmm. And if I change the way I seen death, then I would change the way I felt about her mm -hmm. and her presence. And it's so funny because I feel like she's still very much here with us. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's just not her physical form, yeah. you know. And so I feel like she's returned to all, mm -hmm. you know, the goodness, the creator, the... And um, the master architect, you know, mm -hmm. God, it's, I mean, it's everything. And, 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 and I believe that, you know, my heartbeat, my breath, mm -hmm. you know, I cannot tell either one of those things to stop. Yeah. You know? That's, yeah. And so it's like, I mean, I could go on and on and on. <laughs> Yeah. About God, you know, and I mean, just the reason that we're having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I like it. Thanks for having me on your yeah. sofa. Thanks for coming. <laughs>
Yeah. It was really good. Fun. It was I was really so good. nervous. <laughs> you did great. Yeah, it was I good. It was, it's, I, mean, I try to keep it really casual, so it's not. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I know we always have, like, a really good mm-hmm. just conversations, period. You yeah. Know, like, That's we, what I tell everyone. I'm like, it's really a conversation. We just have microphones and a camera, yeah. some lights. The camera, I think, is what I was most afraid of. Oh, Lord. Oh, you did great. <laughs> Well, as always, guys, we are done. But thank you so much for listening and watching. And as always, have a great one. See you next time. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, and give this video a big thumbs up. Also, thanks for your comments and your feedback. Hey, guys, thanks. Hey guys, thanks for listening to my podcast. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> we don't even have grass in the backyard. I'm not with her. Yeah, she knows not to use the water. I'm excited to see what I look like with these lights. I'll edit it too. Hey, that lawnmower is so loud in the basement. The one in the backyard. Thank you. Bye. Come on, camera. Come on. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'm going to clap and then I'll do my intro and then we'll start. Okay. Because I clap, that's how I know where to start <laughs> the video. It like syncs up the sound. So okay. just don't be weirded out. Where did I come from? Like, yeah. Like, because I've always had this spirit about me. And then once my grandmother passed and he came to live with my mom and I, and then I like really got to know him. I was like, dude, like, yeah, like that's where I get it from. Like, yeah. he's just so free and like, mm-hmm. just like a, you know, like a free spirit. So that's awesome. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Thanks for telling me that. Do you want to pray? Yeah. Okay. We could both pray. Okay. But I just want to like start out by thanking you, Lord, for just this moment, fellowship, to glorify you, Lord. I just, uh, my intentions are to maybe glorify you first and foremost, but I know there's someone out there who has walked in similar shoes like mine, and maybe they have been told that they can't have you mm-hmm. because of the way that they are. And so my intention is just to spread awareness, Lord, that we can have it all. We were not here, put here to want or to need and to suffer and everybody deserves to know your love. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this could just be a little piece of something that somebody needs to hear to know that, hey, you could have God and and be a minority mm-hmm. and so thank you for this fellowship I just ask that you guide my mouth guide my mind let them be your words Lord yes and and that's what I have to say yes thank you Father for this time and just for constantly guiding all of these episodes and being present always We ask this in your name, amen.